The headline. Proposed biomethane plant in Sunnyside, Washington, could bring benefits. But, sharker of sharkers, environmental advocates have concerns. Oh, so basically, this is not the the first time we've heard this. The, the, The format here is... Farmers plan to do something that's good for the environment, but it's not good enough for the activists that have to uh, try to pretend all the time like they actually care about the environment, but they really just want to um, oppose anything that particularly dairy farming and a lot of other farming does. That may be a bit of a gross um, uh, oversimplification of it, but really, sadly, it rings true too many times. Here we go. Again, proposed biomethane plant in Sunnyside could bring benefits, but environmental advocates have concerns. Not good enough, they say. And we'll get into why. And uh, actually, this calls for, I believe, because what we're talking about, proposed biomethane, you know, this is manure digester uh, material that we're talking about here. We know about this here in Whatcom County, and they do some of this on the east side as well, and they're talking about a really big effort to do that. And and they're not talking about just producing electricity. They're talking about taking that methane and then, you know, putting that into the system, like burn it like natural gas, you know, run trucks on it, or, or you know, who knows exactly how all the system works. But it sounds like a great idea, right? Nope. Uh, environmental advocates have concerns. So what this calls for is a little bit of a science lesson this morning on carbon and cows and how it actually works. And sadly, we're having to tell this, you know, blowing back against people who say they're all about the science, but really it seems to be not scientific at all. Joining me right now with the Washington State Dairy Federation, uh, Jay Gordon, welcome to the program. Jay, first off, you're quoted in this article that I just read the headline from the uh, Yakima Herald on. And generally, they're, they're talking basically about doing a big project out there. Again, this is still just in the planning proposal stages over in Sunnyside to basically, yeah, capture a lot of methane from the dairy farms manure out there and do good things with it, right? Absolutely. And good morning, Dylan. Thanks for being here. So explain, you know, uh, environmental advocates have concerns right off the bat. Well, of course, who do they go to? And somebody we've talked about before on this program, Jean Mendoza, friend, a volunteer with Friends of Toppenish Creek. This is a this is a frequent flyer over there. Anything that a dairy farm ever does is uh, in her crosshairs. Um, she's raised a lot of fuss over there over the years, caused a lot of heartache, um, and has a clear biased bent and it's not based in science but she says that uh this could be a bad thing how what's what's really going on here how this is about taking methane out of the atmosphere and using it for something good right yes it is very much explain how the project would work so first let me answer your question about gene um you know, any time a dairy farmer does anything good, it doesn't matter to Jean. She wants the dairy farmer to leave, mm-hmm. go away, stop, go out of business. That's her goal. She's stated it right to the face of our dairymen in Yakima numerous times. Her answer isn't solving problems. It's she wants them to go away 
leave, die, yep. move to Argentina. I don't. It, who knows? And do I what? Know drink, she, drink oat milk, and eat tofu, I, or done, done, we don't get that far. She just wants a dairy farmer's <laughs> gone. So yeah, it, the, the conversation doesn't last a long time once yeah. somebody says. I want you gone, and that's my solution set. Um, so, yeah, let's you know, let's dive into the you know what this plant and what digesters actually are doing, and so you know, jump in, Dylan. Well, yeah, okay, they're talking about like we summarized, and and we know about this here in Whatcom County because it happens to a certain degree. You capture the methane that's produced when you store cow manure, and instead of just releasing it into the atmosphere because that's a concern for climate change. It's capturing it and using it for something, right? And 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 I don't know if you know. I sh- I'm remiss here that I haven't followed up on what was going on with ethylene eth- uh, up here. If they were capturing actual biomethane or they're still producing electricity there with their generator, which which route that they've gone? I know there was talk of that, but this is kind of the newer concept of taking these manure digesters, right, and and actually using the methane itself to ship it elsewhere for people to. F- fuel things maybe trucks maybe other things so so there's really two pathways you, you obviously start you know you start with the methane um you know maybe i need to back up a little bit sure here. so you want to have a science conversation yeah, well, let's, let's, let's have the science lesson with jay gordon okay, right here okay let's start with a simple first which is you know what farmers do and it doesn't matter whether you're a dairyman or a wheat farmer or a tree grower or whatever apple berries raspberries you know, what we do is we utilize, basically we're a solar system. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we grab the sun, yep. uh, we use photosynthesis to make uh, corn or wheat or raspberries in Whatcom County. You Don't take forget about the blueberries. I, uh, I'll have the yep. blueberry farmers mad at me. <laughs> yep. No, but we'll go with the blueberries as well. You, you, you take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere with photosynthesis and you make carbohydrates, sugar in the case of blueberries and raspberries, starch in the case of corn silage. Mm-hmm. So on a dairy farm, you make that corn, you grow that corn silage by taking carbon dioxide out of the air. You make a carbohydrate, you make corn, corn goes into a cow, she makes milk, you know, and uh, maybe, you, maybe you make and, and some meat. You know, an average cow in Washington makes about 2,500 pounds of cheese if you're in Sunnyside. So you get 2,500 pizzas, you get some meat, and then she makes manure. And what methane digesters do is they say, okay, um, we're going to take that manure and we're going to make sure we catch the methane coming off that manure. And we're going to either, uh, well, mostly what they're saying is we're going to use it to catch and, and provide a fuel, natural gas. It's a renewable natural gas. And when you burn that methane, that that one molecule of carbon, four hydrogens, you make water and carbon dioxide. And the cycle starts all over again every year. That's what farmers do is they take methane or they take carbon dioxide and sunlight and some seeds and some fertilizer and some water. They grow things, but really they're pulling carbon dioxide out of the air, putting it into food. And then at the end of the year, it goes back into the atmosphere and you start all over again. And it's been so, going since time immemorial. <laughs> since farmers were invented. 
to, to use a favorite term. Um, and again, we're yep. talking with Jay Gordon with the Washington State Dairy Federation uh, right now. Uh, it started with a kind of a funky headline and, and interesting um, activist pushback against something that something good that farmers are trying to do over in Sunnyside, dairy farmers, something that farmers, some farmers here in Whatcom County are already doing. Um, but it prompted kind of the need for a science lesson on, on this whole idea of Carbon dioxide. So, just uh, not to belabor the point too much, but what we're talking—you're talking about two different things here: methane and carbon mm-hmm. dioxide. They're both greenhouse gases, right? But methane yep. is like twenty, sometimes more potent or or bad as far as being a greenhouse gas. Methane is is twenty five times more potent as a greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide, and it lasts about ten to twelve years in the atmosphere. So it's a fairly short lived gas, and it breaks down to carbon dioxide eventually, it, right? But it does it, more it, yeah. harm before yep. it does that. Yep. So you, you methane is not good, and and right. and so you know, twenty five years ago, everybody said to dairymen, you guys need to put your manure in lagoons. You can't be running it out on honey wagons and, and spreading it willy nilly and, and yep. having it run down into the oyster bed. So exactly. put your manure in, in a lagoon and protect the environment, do good things, and then use it for fertilizer in the, in the spring and the summer. Well, when you do that, a lagoon produces methane. Well, 25 years ago, nobody gave a darn about methane. Now, really coming out of California, mm-hmm. They've said, you know, if you could catch that methane and destroy it, and whether that's to, you know, catch it and burn it in a flare, catch it, scrub it, put it in a pipeline so a a truck could use it for fuel, a renewable fuel, or whether you could put it in an engine, which is most of what your Whatcom digesters are doing, put it in an engine and make renewable electricity out of it. Oh, okay. And so that's really what this is about in Yakima. They've been doing it in California. They're doing it in Oregon. It's spreading. You know, Europe is, has, has an amazing amount of digesters in Europe. Um, you know, may have something to do with we'd rather get natural gas from, from cows and from corn than from some guy named Putin in Russia. Um, <laughs> yep. it, you know, just there's a little national security issue in, uh, yep. you know, Germany and Denmark and Norway and Finland and yeah. And, and so let's let's find a different source of fuel, and you know whether we're turning cow manure into methane or using food waste and putting it in a digester to make methane. You don't want that methane to go in the air. You want to burn it and put it back into CO two, so that you can start that whole cycle over again every year and grow food. And, and, then and, that, and the carbon that's in it came mm-hmm. out of the air to begin yep. with. As you explain that cycle, carbon becoming carbohydrates within a plant, animal eating the plant, making food. You know, in this cycle that you're describing, the, the food that's produced by the animals is just a byproduct then of the system. The energy mm-hmm. that's produced then if methane is burned to basically mm-hmm. destroy it and turn it into carbon and water then that's another byproduct and the cycle continues. It's not new carbon entering the atmosphere. It's carbon that had already been there, unlike fossil fuels. Yep. Yep. It's not 200 year old carbon that was put in the ground, you know, pick your epoch. I mean, it, 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 farmers are doing your, your every year, you know, on my farm, I'm I'm growing wheat and I'm growing corn and I'm growing grass and I'm growing alfalfa. And every year that those plants are pulling the carbon dioxide out of the air, making those products with photosynthesis. We harvest them. I mean, most farmers probably don't think this way, but really it is, it's a solar system that says we're yeah. going to capture solar energy, make carbohydrates, make protein, make feed. You know, we call it hay or 
you know, meat and milk, yep. uh, manure, and then you do it all over again. And so this is really, you know, what Yakima and what California and Oregon and Washington are really starting to ramp up more and more. We've got digesters, obviously, in the state that have been here for 20 years, 25 years. But with the, you know, with the new programs out of Washington, and, or uh, excuse me, out of Olympia along the West Coast, they're saying, we want you to make more um, renewable fuels. We want you to make more electricity that's renewable. We want you to make sure you're not releasing you know, highly potent gases like methane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's what we're doing. So that's if you think about it back to, you know, this not being new carbon in the system, that's, that's why there's so much that's ridiculous really about the accusation about the carbon footprint of beef and dairy specifically, because they're saying, well, there's all these cows and they're producing all these greenhouse gases when in reality, all those greenhouse gases are just a product of carbon that was already in the atmosphere, went into plants, went through the cycle that we just described. And even prior to cattle being here, there were huge herds of, you know, bison and other ruminants who were doing the same thing. And you look at the numbers, they're actually fairly similar, if not larger, uh, those natural populations from eons ago doing the same thing. The only difference here that we're talking about, again, like you described, is storing manure, which didn't happen for eons up until 20, 30 years ago when it really became a a thing with, again, a, a specific good environmental purpose and a nutrient management purpose. But that's created the methane thing. So here we're doing something to try to mitigate that, a problem caused by a different solution, and it's not good enough yet, which is what's so frustrating. Again, uh, I'm Dylan Honkoop here. Uh, ranting just for a second on the farming show with Jay Gordon with the Washington State Dairy Federation. So here's the whole cycle. Here's the whole problem. Um, then uh, what what to be done about this? What what what's the issue here? Why why would anybody have a problem with it? What's the real argument? Yeah, again, I'm just I'm you know. Uh, some people just don't like people keeping animals, I guess. Uh, they don't like dairy farms. Um, you know, everybody's got a right to their opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, I really look at this as simply, you know, farmers have been providing food for a long time. This is another way to provide a fuel source that um, reduces the climate impact uh, of, of storing methane or storing manure and, and, and releasing methane, which for 25, 30, 40, 50 years, I mean, I own a lagoon on my farm that's right at 50 years old. It's a great lagoon. I love it to death. Must it's be a, one of the originals, great, man. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great lagoon that, you know, it's been used to store manure and, and fertilizer, and, and it's a great tool on our farm to make sure we're recycling nutrients every year. But, you know, lately everybody's going, Can we want you to manage it a little differently. We want you to either catch that gas or reduce that gas or flare that gas or, you know, not let that methane get into the atmosphere and, and um, it, it, you know, reduce the greenhouse gas impacts. And so, you know, Olympia has spent a lot of time passing a lot of legislation over the last couple of years, as has Oregon and California and, and the United States and Europe saying, we want you to do things a little differently. And it's and, and so when somebody says, oh, my gosh, you know, you farmers, you're doing something different, but it's not good enough. We want you to just die and go away. Yeah, it's a little disconcerting. But at the end of the day, you got to go, okay, humans still have to eat. They still need farmers. <laughs> Everybody that I know still likes ice cream and cheese on their pizza. Um, yeah. 
Well, the, and so we've got to figure out how to feed people and make fuel. And California dairymen have really been very successful in that. And um, yeah, so well, Gene, the quote from Gene Mendoza again, the activist that we talked about earlier. This is in this Yakima Herald article where the uh, the environmental activists are expressing how the good thing for the environment that the dairy farmers are planning are hoping to do is not good enough for them her quote was quote if we didn't raise animals in concentrated animal feeding operations and store manure in anaerobic lagoons we wouldn't have methane emissions in the first place she said the only methane we're capturing is what's produced in manure lagoons so what's her solution there if you think about that there is no solution to that. Well, she's saying we shouldn't be raising animals in concentrated uh, animal feeding operations, ca- ca- CAFOs or CAFOs, so depending how, on how you pronounce it. I well, call then, it a barn. Then, then, then what would you do? You'd have tr- animals um, out in the field pooping near the stream, and not you wouldn't have control over the, those nutrients and potential contaminants you wouldn't have control over the 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 pollution concerns there that's the whole reason those anaerobic lagoons that she despises exist in the first place they're also there to protect groundwater which she has made more of a fuss about than anything over the years yet she wants those to go away which would make the problem where it just doesn't make sense um, to wrap up, though, before, and we're almost out of time, explain what's going on in, in Olympia right now, just in a nutshell, as far as furthering this conversation, not in the direction that these activists want, but in something that's actually beneficial, um, both to the farming community and to the environment. So, you know, I think we've got the luxury. This session is going to be a lot of fun um, on this topic. You know, California has led the way. The voting is done. The cap and trade and cap and invest programs in Washington, the low carbon fuel standard are now state law. They've been in place for a couple of years. They're being implemented this year. Um, and, and we're really into implementation. Voting's done. The arguments are done. We're going to go this way. And agriculture, you know, really looking into California's experience has a role to play, and especially dairy and, and livestock. But, you know, I think the rest of agriculture also has a role to play. And how do we farm uh, and reduce our impact on climate gases? How do we farm? And, you know, farmers can do things that most people can't. If you live in an apartment in Seattle, you can't sequester carbon by increasing organic matter on, you know, two, five, six hundred acres, a thousand acres, five thousand acres. If you're a wheat farmer, you can do things that the rest of society can't. And what I see is, is, is this system really does set up a system that says, Hey, I live in Seattle. I would like to have renewable energy. I'd like to have less carbon. I can't do anything in an apartment building, but I'll pay the timber farmers or timber growers and the farmers to help produce a renewable fuel to sequester and reduce their carbon emissions. Um, You know, let's incentivize that. That's really what California has done. We have the luxury of looking to California. I'm working on legislation right now that really is mirroring what California and Oregon have done. Um, and for farmers, this is an opportunity. As I said, we get to do things that, you know, we feed people, but we obviously get to do things like have the ability to increase our carbon sequestration, reduce our carbon footprint, whether it's catching methane or, or um, you know, reducing the fuel in our tractors or fertilizer. Um, and so, you know, it, it's a nice position for farmers, yeah. actually. This will be weird. But it's a great message that farmers can do things to help in this effort that a lot of other people in society yeah, far, can't. 
Farmers need to be the environmental heroes here rather than the environmental bad guys. When you look at the actual facts and step aside from the PR, the activists, the anger out there that's been drummed up when you look at it by people with totally different motives than what uh, appears on the surface. We're out of time. Jay Gordon, keep up the good work. We're going to be touching base with you again, I'm sure, as this, as you talk about this legislative session is just about to start. There's a lot to come on this. Um, and it sounds like cool things are, are in the works, so we'll, we'll need an update as we go. Jay Gordon with the Washington State Dairy Federation, uh, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dylan. You bet.